But I think also the fact that it brings up so many so strong emotions for people, I think it's a sign of successful, very successful storytelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Like, it just brings up to me like the deepest issues about how my me and my husband's relationship has been and just noticing, you know, various relationships of other people that are very close to me. And it's hit so close to home and it's it's very poignant. I think it's it's so deep and uh, so many so many stories in general are very superficial. They like each other, they fall in love, it's like great. And this is well, so very real. Human life is so messy. We are mm-hmm. so messy. And like the more you know, deeper you go into like our kishkas, like our livers, like the more messy you get. Like we're very flawed creatures. And I think for us to, for people to expect to be like, oh, like I'm gonna marry a perfect person and we're all gonna live happily ever after is so wrong. I mean Welcome to the Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene by scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support the Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 176 of Let's Play. And we are here with Sabra, Sadie, and Christine. Hi. All right. And we just finished recording episode 175. And we have we will have next week 177. So the last chapter of this season so we're anticipating some massive stuff no i think it's gonna be boring (laughs) i think they're gonna go grocery shopping and yeah yeah bowser and dinah maybe oh that'd be adorable there we go (laughs) next episode bowser and dinah he's like you thought we're talking about it nope Nope. <laughs> right. All right. So we are going to have some pretty, probably pretty serious discussion here. And um, if y'all are on the Facebook group, whoever's listening, you'll know that there's been a lot of discussion about this chapter. So um, I guess I want to preface this. I hope that we can sensitively navigate this, um, both to Mangi, who we love and adore and respect a lot for her yeah. writing, and to all the readers, because some of them, I think, um, have been through situations and they're Trauma is triggered. I don't want to respect that and understand that everyone has different reactions based on their life experience. And I hope that we can be sensitive to everybody. And I, it is our intention to be kind and sensitive to everyone. So I hope we can live up to that. All right. <laughs> so the chapter begins ominously, right? Ominous. The sky itself. It's a little ominous. Yeah. Nighttime. Right. Usually we have like these fluffy blue clouds, but we have some... You know, it's nighttime. Just, you got the literally <laughs> just the way it starts, like the first word you read. Loom, loom. <laughs> yeah, my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles is standing in front of her door. He's looming there. His shadow is there. He is sweating. He's got his. He's, he's composed, right? He's got his controlled. Uh, his you know fixed his hair, shirt. His hair. right. His hairstyle slicked back. He sighs. It's, it's sad seeing him being triggered by like every door right now is really just um it's like every door that he has to open it's like he's got to prepare himself i just imagine like, like he's gonna bleed like, it off this door and he's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. i don't think it's every door i think it's every door with sam right now because of it's, mm. it's his well wife. have we seen him i thought we got i thought we had a few other doors i'd have to look back i thought there was another door that, um 
you know, I think I'm confusing it with the when we were seeing his flashback and then we see him opening up a regular door. But I don't I think you're right. I don't think he was being traumatically affected at that moment. Mm. So maybe it is oh. just doors that Sam's behind, but it's still mm. sad. Yeah, it is. So he lifts up his hand to knock, but then he pauses and he looks very like it looks like yeah. his jaws clenched. Yeah. He looks yeah. worried. Like he looks very depressed. Like his eyes yeah. are his eyelids are low. Hooded. Yeah, hooded mm-hmm. is the word. And then he there's a disappointed with himself, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He's like, ah. Mm-hmm. I should he like he knows he's doing something he shouldn't. What is yeah. he doing that he shouldn't? Nothing. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what he looks like he how he feels. Oh, well, maybe um, he's he's a very controlling person. So maybe the fact that he is having these reactions really irritate him. He's like, I'm better mm-hmm. than this. I know better than this. Why am I letting this affect me? It shouldn't be this big of a deal. Yeah. Like he's like, just disappointed, you know, with the... his weakness. Yeah. Can I just say it's such a like stereotypically manly thing. It's like, oh, I have feelings that are making me sad i don't want to have them what's wrong with me why am i a mess up for having human feelings i will now proceed to stuff them down and not work on them yep (laughs) i'm a man did you hear that charles i won't i'll make her say it again in a minute (laughs) i went through a severe trauma and i never processed it i'm gonna be totally fine this is gonna this is gonna be fine i'm fine trauma is gonna freeze myself entirely i'm fine trauma trauma like whatever (laughs) oh Oh my gosh yeah this this rings incredibly true um whatever i I don't know if i should like to say this but let's just say there's a person very close to me who was a in the military and he went through um he was in like war situations came back home several of his friends committed suicide and years later now he's like well i think it affected me i think i have to go to therapy because i realize i'm having issues like basically a charles moment where he's just been stagnant for this long and now finally it's coming to fruition Mm. and he's like maybe actually when when it finally is affecting his life when he's like oh my god this is terrible my life is falling apart then he's like i think i have a problem (laughs) Very sad. Very sad. It's to. actually not really funny at all, but whatever. I guess the good part is he's finally seeking help. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, but the thing that happens next is a little confusing because he goes from knocking to deciding to just open the door. So that's why I was a little confused. Like, is he upset? Is he like, oh, I shouldn't have to knock. I could just walk in. Like, I, I don't know if they're, the two are connected or not. I actually think um, it's kind of an understanding between them that he can just walk in because she was expecting him but i think the face and this and him getting ready to knock i think he knocks in this situation because imagine if he knocked on the door in his in his past you know if he knocked on the door i mean he'd still see something he didn't want to see but i feel like that breaks up his his um his episode that he's having if i knock it's different Mm. and i think that's why he was disappointed himself because he's like I shouldn't have to knock. I should, I should be okay doing this mm. um, because this is what's expected and it, it's fine. I should just be fine. Um, I think that's what it is. 
What do you guys think? Yeah, I was... I wondered if he kind of automatically reached out to knock on the door because that's what he'd done before. But it's quite late, isn't it? It's, I assume... No, I don't think. I think it's like nine nine because she's asleep by ten thirty. So it's not not that late then. I was going to say, so you you don't want to, you know, knock on the door at like midnight or whatever, do you? So yeah, and she invited him to come over when he was done with his his stuff. So, and she could have locked the door, and she didn't. Yeah, I mean, if it was locked, then he would have knocked. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if maybe he feels like he's being too formal with her like it's it's kind of the opposite of what he thinks because right in his head he's like oh we're not in a relationship if he was in a relationship he might be feeling like oh i shouldn't have to knock i should be close enough but like that's not really his line of thinking so Mm -hmm. but all right so he lowers his hand opens the knob and we have a little bowser who's so excited he's like there you are let's chop the garden to protect her and picks bowser up he's smiling (laughs) He's like, you did much better protecting the door. You're proving why the queen has called these as guard dogs. Have you been a good boy today? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sabra. You're ready for your career as the voice actress. <laughs> you can be the doggy. <laughs> She's Welsh. <laughs> I want to hear your best Welsh accent now. Me? don't have a Welsh accent. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing much better than me. I actually listened to Welsh um, people, and they sounded like like the regular what's it called received pronunciation. But I think that they were speaking English. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I think there's obviously different standards, I guess, within people who speak Welsh. Besides for the language Welsh, which obviously is a different language. But um, yeah, because the first time I looked up people Welsh people, they were like speaking. I didn't notice any particular accent. But anyway. Um, and then I listened to another clip and I was like, oh, yeah, they do sound different. But it, see, you're our resident, you know, <laughs> expert. So <laughs> you for sure know more than us. The the only like famous Welsh person that I can think of in like popular culture is the priest from um, Chilean Adventures of Sabrina. He's Welsh. Oh. Um, Father Blackwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, he he's a comedy actor over here. Um, and he used to be in a sitcom called Cuplin. Um, and that his character was called Jeff and he was just a, a moron. Um, and I loved him. And th- that is Charles's voice now, is Jeff. Mm. <laughs> like when I'm reading it, I'm like, it's Jeff. <laughs> but yeah, so if, if you want to know like what a, like a relaxed, uh, I think it's Father Blackwood or something like that. On um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll look that up. Yeah, but that's like a that's like a regular relaxed Welsh Welsh accent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I've actually been listening to a lot of stuff about linguistics and old English and the old like the languages of Great Britain. So I did learn a little bit about Welsh. So anywho, um, so he does speak Welsh because Sam is like Charles, is that you? And he's like no swift dad bunty. And whatever I don't know how it's pronounced, but whatever. We'll just, we'll do that. Sounded good to me. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Too many consonants. <laughs> right? The double down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. I should have looked it up because I do like languages. But anyway. And she he's like, Did you leave the door unlocked for me? And he looks happy. He looks like quite happy here. It means good evening. Okay. Was that what you were wanting to know? Yeah, it means good evening, Bunty. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking about how to pronounce it, but awesome. Good evening. 
And she's like, of course, I took a candle and guessed you might come over tonight. How was your day? And she's in her pajamas. She actually is even sitting on the side of her bed. So there's room for another one behind her. It's <laughs> cute. She's on her phone. She's sweet. She's very sweet. It's very domestic. You know, it's like they've already established since it's apparently been a week. <laughs> they've established quite a routine. <laughs> And he's like, maybe it's been longer but that's just how it feels how long it feels for me so just going through it. a short amount of time and he says busy but good and he's just um sam says you look as though you're dressed for work which he is bowser's happy he's on their bed he's wagging his tail and she says my dad isn't making you work on a sunday is he and she locks her phone which i only noticed now but it's interesting and she now i see the emphasis placed on the phone now she locks it and she places it on her bedside. <laughs> I didn't quite notice before, but there's like a lot of. I think it's yeah. focused on it because I think Charles is focused on it. Mm, right. I think we see yes. it like this yes. because I think he's focused on it. And I think, okay, so right. So let's go a little few panels and talk about why we think that. And he says, no, Bungie, I've been in video conferences all day. And she's like, video conferences? And it's not for work? Okay. So first of all, video conferences, what y'all think it is? <laughs> to be something for the ellis mirror is what yeah. i'm thinking mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the only other thing i can think of is it has to do with the game playing but i don't think that's it because he, he mentioned that he was you know he he's been playing games mm-hmm. we don't know how or where or when or what it is but the way he's dressed i don't i don't right. really think it's that that's the only other thing i could think of as a possibility so i'm assuming it has to do with the ellis mirror maybe he's accepted the position and they're having video conferences to discuss things but again mm. that would be in the middle of the night for people in england in england so. yeah. people right our dear sadie who is currently in the middle of the night <laughs> it is the middle of the night yes um <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i i think he was in a in an interview um, what is it? Nine o'clock there. So, does anybody else think oh, it's now, odd that you'd be in an interview after he'd been offered a job? I don't know about interview, but it could be like you know, setting up the position, like starting. Or maybe he had questions about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just yeah. wanted to know where he was, or or maybe but, he's like trying to sort out because he's it's in it's in the UK, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, maybe he's got to sort out, you know, moving back to. Yeah, you know, to find somewhere to live and stuff like that. He said he'd be busy all weekend. Mm. Yeah, and so that's why I'm just like, it's got to be more in depth than just an interview. Yeah, and I guess also like even if he's starting a new job, like what company is like doing this kind of stuff on? Who wants to like do this on weekends? You know, like, something they, that's shady not. that has to do with Mr. Lawson. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. I'm still trying to find the connection between Mr. Lawson and <laughs> and uh, Sam's story. Right. And I and I'm assuming the connection is through Charles in some way, but interesting. You know, it's funny because until we discussed it, I was like, I just right away assumed that he would have to do with his job. And I'm like, I'm like, why why would they be doing this on the weekend? You know, like mm-hmm. no one wants to work on a weekend. In the like, middle of the night for them. I mean, I mean if I, I was gonna be getting earlier, a job. Yeah. If I was gonna be getting a job in a different country, I'm pretty sure they would do the interview at their convenience and I would have to be the one <laughs> in the mid- up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so it's confusing and so I'm so yeah. maybe, it's not, maybe it's tied to that mysterious hobby that he has yeah. that we don't know about, which he needs to dress for. Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know. In, mm-hmm. in a workout? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe okay. he just changed into it because it was what he had in his car. 
and he has this like really crazy outfit that he wore. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This is, <laughs> I think like... we're I think we're veering off of the path. Of, I think <laughs> I'm deflecting from what's coming next. <laughs> All right. So. Like, <laughs> So whatever she was doing, he is kind of not really listening to her because he's, like you pointed out, everybody's looking at her phone. He has mm-hmm. this sweat mark and then he's glearing and he has the thing behind him mm-hmm. and he's so mad. And at first I thought, at first I thought this was what she was talking about. Like, is he upset that she mentioned video conferences? And But he's looking at the phone. Mm-hmm. And I remembered when they were in the car and they were talking about, he asked, uh, she asked him for lunch or he he asked her for dinner and she couldn't because of the raid. Mm -hmm. And then she asked him if he could do anything, but they couldn't, but she was on her phone and he would glance at it a few times. And so I don't know if something is bothering him. Maybe he's just thinking about his ex-wife and what did she do before? And, and how did he not know? Was he not paying attention? And now he's paying attention. And he's like, what's going on? Is it, you know, and Again, I don't think he's being honest with himself because if he was being honest with himself, then he would realize that he doesn't need to worry about those things because they're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And my not girlfriend is maybe talking to someone else on the phone. Exactly, exactly. So he's not thinking clearly and he's not being honest with his feelings because this shouldn't be an issue to him if he really did believe in his contract. Yeah. I think he, you think I, he was I think ever he... like it with um, Ava. Sorry, mm-hmm. say that again. You think he was ever like that with Ava? Probably not. I don't no. think he had the same expectations to her. Because no. as soon as she showed interest in him, he broke it off. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a possibility, but I really think the whole point of seeing Charles in those other relationships was how standoffish he really was with them. And it was literally just physical. I mean, they even made a comment about would you like to cuddle and don't be ridiculous that's you know it, it's just we're not doing that it's just wham bam thank you ma'am and out you go or thank you sir I should say because that was what how Rosewood was acting and I feel like that's how he was with hmm. I think that's why we were shown that is to see how Different. he distanced himself um emotionally from any relationship it was literally just to satisfy physical desires Mm-hmm. yeah I think that I think he's um I mean I, I you could relate it to jealousy and like oh maybe concern over like being cheated on again I, I thought it was simpler I thought it was just like he's like I'm here pay full-time attention to me you know but uh, she literally closed it and then put it down so if that's the case then I would think that that is like, him okay, her paying good. attention to him so that's I don't know if that's point. true because true. that if she was just still on her phone just a minute Charles all right, right. That, yeah, that would be true. more I'm here hello <laughs> Fine. Okay. instead yeah. it's more of oh Charles you're here and she's paying attention and he's like who are you talking you put to that me? away really quickly and, and and did you not want me to see something I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in his head but that's why I think the chains something big happened to have the the chains in the back I wonder if we'll learn that he like read through his wife's text message with with the guy afterwards. Maybe that's why phones are particularly triggering to him. Maybe they have, you know. Or like he he remembered that like she used to do that often too. I think it's probably more hindsight because I don't know if she would let him have her phone at that point. 
<laughs> well, he stole Maybe, it. I mean, he could have just, you know, even if she didn't let him, he could have taken it or like, you know, when she wasn't there. Absolutely. He's not dumb. He's a, a tech guy, right? Like, I'm sure he can manage. <laughs> I, I hired a private investigator, pull all our text messages so he could read them. I don't know. <laughs> so she asks him, is everything all right? And then he jumps and he kind of comes back to himself. And she's like, Charles? And he's like, don't worry yourself about it, Bunty. Instead, and now he tosses, we're getting into some controversial territory here, but he tosses her blanket aside and she's like, mm. well, turns a little red, right? A little blushy and she's surprised. Tosses and it he, right onto Bowser. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Bowser. What? I didn't notice. It's so cute. He's, He's like, like you don't need to see this. <laughs> right? Hide your eyes. Hide your eyes. <laughs> you innocent little puppy. <laughs> oh, so Marshall in the background. Don't, not in front of the baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that one time when he was in the, when they were in the kitchen and Bowser's just looking at them and she, he's touching her and he's just, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was a not in front of the baby moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have cats, right? So sometimes, the, you know, they, they sleep in our bedroom by light very often. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, mm, should I kick them out? Like, is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> the dog looks over and is looking at you and you're just like, don't, don't look at us. This is making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I think dogs have a higher level of it, understanding than cats. I'm pretty sure my cats are completely oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably be like man if i want to go out like i don't care what you're doing just let me out like, I'm like... <laughs> you're doing it while i'm in the room <laughs> so he tosses blanket aside and grabs her legs and he's like let's enjoy each other's company and then whoop yanks her down <laughs> and sam is like whoa and she's like charles charles wait tonight what do we and he he grabs her Voiced, and he's like, "What is it, Bunty?" And he has a very like sex, you know, sex. Yeah, he's leaning. If you guys have seen that movie, yeah, you very predatory. You know what he's uh, like. That's the only thing he's thinking about. It was like, ah, sex. That's what I'm thinking about. He's like in sex mode, not in like emotions mode. Uh, for whatever reason, whether it's like you know, similar to what he was thinking before, like you know, he needs to let off steam, and this is his way of doing it. But he's like, boom, blinders, sex blinders. <laughs> it's kind of also a continuation of how they were this morning because she was trying to convince him to stay. Yeah. And he's, I'm here now. And he is deflecting because he just had a moment with the phone thing and mm-hmm. she kind of caught him at it. And he's like, all right, we're going to do something else then. We're yeah. going to pay attention to something else. Uh, and yeah. she was asking about what he'd been doing. And so I think he is also just trying to deflect as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know about you guys. I've definitely seen this happen. Like, Yoel has done it once or twice. Doesn't want to think about his emotional issues. He's like, let's have sex. Great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I definitely know other people who don't want to think about their feelings and will will do anything but, you know, distract themselves with whether it's sex, whether it's alcohol, whether it's work, whether it's reading movies, whatever. A lot of people need to distract themselves from their very painful feelings and they'll do anything but talk think about them so she's like tonight could we and she's like could we cuddle and you know she's hesitant she's blushing and sam's still and sorry charles is still in his like this is sexy times mode 
he just smirks at her and he's like, cuddle? We can cuddle afterwards if you'd like. And she's like, no, I mean, could we cuddle instead of having sex? I'd like to be close with you. And again, Charles is still in his mode. He is not receptive right to, yet. To yeah. be fair, mm -hmm. I can totally see why this is happening. Why? Because I've seen me and my husband so many times. It's It's actually really annoying where I am in the mood and he's not, or he's mm -hmm. in the mood and I'm not. And so we get into this playful mood. It's like, I'm going to get all snuggly and yeah. I'm going to touch <laughs> you here. And then it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm no. And then we don't get it until somebody's actually, no, I'm really, I've got a headache. I know I, I'm really yeah. not in the mood. <laughs> um, so for me, this is very similar to what he's done in the past. It's his sexy talk. It's, and she's shy and mm -hmm. insecure and that's what she's doing here. And so he's playing into it and he's, He's he's doing exactly what they've always been doing. Now, I believe he's doing it because he's deflecting from other things. But what he's doing right now, and a lot of people were kind of up in arms that he's he's being very forceful. But I think it's because we knew what Sam really wanted and he didn't yet. He didn't he didn't catch it. And then to be fair, I think a lot of people needed one more panel to explain the transition a little bit because a lot of people were really wondering what happened in this right. we can continue we'll that but yeah so i do think uh, you know let's just finish the panel so we can have the, yeah. the discussion about it he says um she says i'd like to be close with you and he's like we could be much closer samara and he's got that lustful look in his eyes a little smile kind of leaning in closer she's blushing he's like we could be much closer than when i'm inside of you <laughs> i hate that oh <laughs> see and me and my husband we've talked to each other like that and it works for us and we're mm -hmm. silly like that and to me it makes me giggle and it makes me laugh and we think it's ridiculous mm -hmm. and it's just yeah no I hate it no I if, if Monsieur de Sparkle said that to me I'd be like Bleh, get out <laughs> like well now I'm now. really not in the Go. mood yeah, no, Yo Yoel is the crudest guy. Yoel is a massive troll. Like, he will say things on purpose just to be as crude as possible, as annoying as possible, like, as controversial as possible. Yeah, no, he says this kind of stuff all the time. And now I say it back to him because it's been 12 years. And I'm like, you know, what's the word? You, um, you I mean, take as good as you get, give as good as you get. I don't know. Now I do the same thing back to him. And I just say like shocking things too, because I'm like, this is how he, this is what he thinks is funny. But yes, so no, we, we say this kind of very crude stuff too. <laughs> I was just thinking and about- I think he legitimately Christ. said this to get this blush. <laughs> he legitimately did it to get her to blush. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he definitely did it on purpose. I just, I, I, this comes out at like 2 a.m. over here and, mm -hmm. and I don't sleep um, like a normal human. So I, normally I'm awake and I'm, I'm <laughs> reading that line in bed at 2 a.m. and just going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> just to read you the wrong way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use this line of my husband. Oh, <laughs> so I'll do an experiment. I know that guy would be acting, he'd be like, yes. And he would just like come closer and like make some fake sexy move. Yes. I don't know. If you say that you're going to be inside him, that might, you know. <laughs> no, yes. He's not into that. Sorry. I, I would have swapped it. It's like, you can't be much closer than when you're inside. Yeah. I would, I would have swapped it because he's not into that. Yeah. It would be funny though. It would be hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> my husband would get a kick out of that we're we're just like that 
Well, now that we all know about, you know, our our sexual, you know, experience with our husbands and what kind of humor they put kids our kinks. Right, or lack thereof. <laughs> so, um, he comes closer and he's staring her in the face and she is biting she her lip. She bites her lip, though. That can be so mis- misreading, though. That really can't, because that's like a come hither moment. And yeah. so... I can see how he could misread this. But also, you could read that panel either way, couldn't you? You really could. Like, if you did not know... Sorry, go ahead. No, in the beginning, when, the, when I first read it before I got to the next line, I thought that was like her being like, well, I find that sexy and I'm interested. Yeah, in her being... I did if, as well. I thought that was if her you, being swayed. If you saw that glow in her eyes, the lusty eyes, it would totally uh, fit here. Right. It would mm-hmm. totally fit. But that's because we don't see it because she's not feeling that at this moment. And yeah. he doesn't see that yet. He probably doesn't have the webtoon vision. (laughs) I'm actually kind of sad because we, he apparently can see Sam's mom throwing stars, (laughs) impaling her father. So I kind of feel like she should be able to see his green, green jealousy eyes and he should be able to see her sexy eyes. And, (laughs) but apparently not. (laughs) Also, if, if they've been together a week, like how would he know to read her signals? They don't know each other's signals yet. Oh. And she is a very shy person, even when she's in the mood and she wants something, she's very shy. And this is very normal behavior for her. So to the people who are really, really upset, I kind of say, I can understand why it could be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And um, Mongi had to get on and clarify something to a lot of people on mm-hmm. this. And I think it just needed one more panel one more panel to fix this transition to mm. help people understand what had happened. Cause there were a lot of people who were like, <gasps> what did he do to her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do think he's being forceful. I don't think, I do think he's like not paying enough attention to her. Like, I think that if he was in a better mood, he would have stopped earlier. Like he would have been yeah. like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, Bunty, like, please explain, like, talk to me, Bunty. I think he would have said that earlier. I think the fact that he kept going is just showing he's not in a healthy frame of mind right now. Well, he is doing it to deflect. Yeah. He's not, maybe he's not really paying attention exactly, but this is literally seconds. Yeah. I mean, we're taking a half an hour to talk about it, but it's literally (laughs) seconds. And so. He's playing a part, isn't he? Yes. He's kind of reminding, well, before he came into the, before he opened the front door, he kind of reminded himself you know and I, and I am here for this reason hmm. so I suppose he's just kind of like you know shut everything out what, what did you call it Mindy sex blinders yeah <laughs> I love that that's hilarious yeah. he's so sex blinded yeah <laughs> yeah and I and he's he's not a healthy person right now so no. yeah um and then finally, she she makes herself much more clear. And she's like, Charles, please. And she bunts her head against his forehead. And I love like, this. Yeah. It's like, it's literally, it's like she's got her horns up and she's standing up for herself. So I thought it was cute she's that it, it said bunt. Her horns are growing. Yeah. 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 So this is a good moment for her. It is. She has to say no in, you know, in a way that he'll get it. And yeah. yeah. So it's great. And. And then she immediately feels bad about it and apologizes and she presses her forehead to his, which it already was there. And she's like, I'm sorry. Because, you know, she had that, I think, the self-preservation instinct where she's like, I have to stop him. Right. And, yeah. 
you know, so she, she wasn't in the mood. She didn't want to. Yeah. Right. And, um, but she feels bad about it right away because she's a nice person. She also just like punched him in the head, basically, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, but I think that's also part of her character where she, and maybe I think is overly apologetic. Like, I don't, I wouldn't apologize if I, you know, I would just be like, no, <laughs> no. So, but you know, that's her character. She, she is, has to learn to stand up for herself and not apologize for, for having an opinion, right? And he's like, Samara, what has happened for you to act this way? And now he like goes back, right? He gets himself off of her and he's asking a question, communicating. And she says, I, I just, I've had a lot on my mind today and it would really be helpful if we could just hold each other like a, like a quitch. And she's hesitant, right? She's, she's requesting. She's holding back here. This would have been a perfect moment for her to open up a little bit more and she doesn't. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is, is that's why in this next panel, we see Charles acting suspicious because she is hiding something. It's not what he's thinking, but, or Mm -hmm. what he's assuming, but she is hiding something and it it is triggering to him because he can sense he knows when she's lying she can't lie to him she's not lying and she's withholding information exactly but he can still sense that we've seen we've seen him call her out it's like if you can't be honest with me if you can't tell me what's going on how can i fix it and instead of being open about that like he has in the past he's more reserved because he's in this trigger mode Right. And this is where both of their flaws are feeding off of each other and like triggering each other. Yeah. And yeah, and this is very normal and very human. I mean, I'm thinking back to all of the old and I arguments, like obviously over the years, we've learned to like improve and we've learned to, you know, not fall into our bad habits, but oh my gosh, the amount of work that it has taken has been enormous. (laughs) I know life would be so much different if I had to like relive high school with what I know now. It'd be like, (laughs) I'm not even gonna have to give you the second the time of day. You're you're a waste yeah. of my time. <laughs> Why am yeah. I coming to go over you? here? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Life would be very different, mm-hmm. right? And they're you know this is the beginning of the relationship, and this is where they are now, and they both need to work on themselves. Yeah. So he's being triggered because she's not telling him. She's too not confident to tell him. You know what she really thinks or feels. And yeah, and it's kind of getting him into a bad cycle, mm-hmm. and. It- I just feel like they cuddle mm-hmm. and I feel like they could have talked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pillow talk, but mm-hmm. it kind of seems like they, they didn't get to the issues. It would have been a perfect time to do it. And I didn't. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember when I first got married, um, I always say like, you did not have the, the greatest of childhood. And I was like, you have to go to therapy. You have to go to therapy. You have to talk to me. Tell me, talk to me, talk about it. He didn't want to talk about it. Years and years and years and years and years. Finally, I gave up. And it's like, you know whatever over time like i think he's he's processed it some more and blah, blah, blah. and yeah, now he's open to therapy but like and yeah she is going to it but it's like i begged him right you know like talk and he didn't want to talk because we're not always ready to talk <laughs> yep it's yeah true. i think it's you know when when you're they don't know each other that well yet mm-hmm. um sometimes it's really difficult to even know like what language that you want to be using in a situation like this because she uses I mean she says a cotch doesn't she she's mm-hmm. you know just want a cotch and she's trying to kind of she's appeasing him she's just got into and this is behaviorist brain now uh, she's just got into a, appeasement um and it's just kind of you know I don't want to do this but also I don't want to 
make you uncomfortable or upset or or uh you know change so do you think she really just wanted to be close or do you think she was just like uh I just want to be close because that's all I'm willing to do right now yeah because there's sometimes where I really want just to snuggle yeah I just want to snuggle and it's really so I guess I'm just wondering do you feel like she was comfortable with the cuddling or do you think it was awkward for her because I think she's deflecting mm. So she's gone, okay, so I, you know, after the conversation that she'd had with Marshall, she um, is now kind of thinking more about, you know, perhaps do I want more, don't I want more? And this is almost her kind of testing the waters, I suppose. But I think I think she's just, you know, the situation got uncomfortable very, very quickly for her. And her reaction was... Um, very mild but it was still violent and that probably shocked her because she's not a physical person um and then <clears throat> sometimes you know when you have situations um like this yeah and you see it with animals a lot sorry I'm an animal behaviorist not a person behaviorist but you see a lot with animals just so you you'll find that um a uh animal that is much lower down in the kind of in the in the pecking order um, might lash out and go, wait, stop that, don't want you to do that anymore. And, you know, a little bite or a little nip or something. But then they'll immediately, they'll just kind of drop and go, all right, but yet you're still in charge, but I don't want you to do that, but I am still, you know, subservient, um, submissive even. So yeah, what she's doing, she's a puppy. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. Um, and, and it is very puppy behavior, you know, um, it's kind of, testing boundaries but also being very kind of you know I still recognize that you are you're the alpha um, yeah I was trying to avoid that term um but yeah <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> oh don't get me started on it. Um, it but um yeah I think it's a very kind of you know submissive on her part and she is it's appeasement behavior yeah mm -hmm. It's interesting that you, you questioned Sabra whether she actually wants to cuddle or if she's just offering it as a as an acceptable alternative. I thought that she actually did want to cuddle. Well, I thought she um, did because the way she she says it at the beginning, I thought we just cuddle, but right. And I think also because to her, cuddling represents warmth, and you know she's trying to figure out what's our relationship like and what do I and she wants the warmth, right? So I think she's yeah. like, okay, I, I want and, that part of him. I already think that her love language is touch, mm. not sex, but touch. Because mm. that's, yeah. Yeah, I think she wants to experience the part of him that she likes, the nice part, the sweet part. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so she's like, but then as soon as she's like, if that's okay, right? Which is like, why are you like, you know, the fact that she's asking it in such a hesitant manner is, is very sad for me to see. I'm like, girl, you can ask to have cuddles. It's okay. Don't feel bad. It's fine. And then the yeah. next thing she does is like, or we could have sex instead, which is like, oh. yeah. yeah. And this, this is where people went nuts because mm -hmm. the next panel, they assumed a lot of people assumed that they really did have sex and that I wasn't, did I wasn't sure when I read it, I was like really good. I was like, I have no idea. I, I didn't see any indication for, well, matter. and I think Mongi uh, pointed out that they still had their clothes on and that yeah. Charles's hair is still. <gasps> 
relatively relatively <laughs> nicely <laughs> made but um but that's not just, for proof to me i i usually put my gold deck on the, so that's just yeah my, yeah my exactly, also, exactly like, which is <laughs> which is why there was confusion that's why there was confusion and she had to go online and say no once he knew that she was not that's not what gets him off she was had to let people understand this is not his this is not his um what gets him off yeah he has flaws this is not one of them he's not into pressuring subservient women into sex i mean if you look at all of the women that he's been with they've been very domineering people (laughs) and he he doesn't get off on he he doesn't want to be not wanted Mm -hmm. you know that's that's the whole thing that would be triggering for him if somebody didn't want him he wouldn't want to be in that situation at all so i thought i was it was a little sad to see I was I was sad that so many people were triggered by 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 this. It was a little sad to see so much. I'm, I'm, I'm most sad trauma. The word because okay, fine. Sad to see, I guess, that people have gone through those experiences. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. It was like it was it was sad to see so many people reminiscent of somebody who who was pressuring and it felt triggering to mm-hmm. them. And that I hope I hope most of those people were able to see Mongi's clarification. Uh, on that so that maybe it could calm their poor hearts yeah and especially like Mangi has been so hot has had so many healthy messages about sex throughout this like you know monica is fantastic so Mm -hmm. i mean obviously it's obviously fully possible to build the story in which charles has this issue but this is not what is is happening that's what she she says that she does not like writing stories like that so that's not going to be something that comes up in her stories i assume um And that's not his flaw. I'm laughing because um, I read so many, not necessarily on Webtoons, but on other other platforms, but some on Webtoons too, where the theme is like the man gets like like insanely, insanely, like there's no consent. And I'm like, I... I I have spoken about this before and so I won't get on my soapbox, but there are so many problematic uh comics on webtoon and some of them really are well beyond kind of an acceptable place in my Mm. opinion um but unfortunately they seem to be popular for whatever godforsaken reason and and it terrifies it legitimately terrifies me that um young people have access to this romanticized well, male-dominated kind of. The sad <sighs> thing is, is that those web comics are mostly read by women. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's it's mm. almost like yeah. they're training themselves to think that that's okay. Yeah, um, and it's and it's sad. Yeah, I mean the the web obviously like I'm a creator and I've been pulled a couple of times, uh, <laughs> but. Um, you know, when you do go through the community guidelines and things, it's supposed to be for 13 years up. And if you think about a 13-year-old reading a story where there's, it's quite, one of the big tropes is like two men fighting over one woman. And she doesn't get any say in any of it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the whole Twilight thing, isn't it? You know, the Twilight book's incredibly damaging. Um, 
and yeah I just find it very upsetting but I'll stop now because I should I should go on with it I just <laughs> I think Mongi's done a really fantastic job at writing a romance without having to include something like mm-hmm. that I think that's why she was so insistent on getting on and fixing the the confusion ASAP because I mean I literally yeah. read it and I think I didn't think they had sex but yeah, I, I didn't, uh, but I could see how you could. I, I could, yeah. 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 But uh I don't think it was twenty minutes until I saw the clarification or something like that. It felt fast. It felt fast. And I was just like, Oh, well Yeah. But it, you know, you said you know, you just needed one more panel. One more one panel more would panel. have done it. Yeah. Or even just a speech bubble that said, Okay, Bunty. We'll even like even like, like that's like, not gonna happen you know because yeah. she's very very yeah the way she posted it i should have i should have had it handy so i could just read exactly what she said mm-hmm. but uh yeah but i just that's one of the reasons why i liked charles to begin with was because this wasn't an issue and yeah. so to have a lot of people question that it was like no this i hope i hope that's not where she's going and i was very grateful for the clarification and um that that's not Right, so here's the clarification. Seems to be some confusion with LP-176. Sam and Charles didn't have sex, they cuddled. Hence why in the jump cut, they were still clothed and Charles' hair wasn't a mess. Charles would never coerce or pressure someone into sex. That would be the opposite of what gets him off. And once it was clear that Sam wasn't just being shy or insecure, he backed off of his sexually playful manner and poor attempt at redirecting the previous discussion. See, she talks about his deflection. So mm-hmm. I feel like she had such a clear path in her head of what had happened. I wish yeah. it. I wish we'd ha- had a chance to see it. I wish mm-hmm. that that those panels had been in there to clarify, because she's got so many clear, concise points on how she knew that that transitioned, mm-hmm. but we didn't get to see it. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it it is one of the reasons that I love comics is that you can interpret the, the same panels in you know twenty different ways. As oh heavens, I know that fantastic medium you can sneak so much more into a comic than you could into a book or interesting that's interesting because it mimics real life where you have to interpret what you're seeing rather than in text you kind of have to spell it out a little more yeah yeah well sometimes i like to be really horrible and i will purposefully draw panels that make people go ah that's what it is oh no actually that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) you like messing with their minds that's awesome (laughs) I see the I joy. <laughs> the glee is apparent. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see your stuff. I'm curious. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 slowly actually. Um, we're slowly moving off of webtoon now. Um, but all the the first six episodes are off on Global Comics, all redrawn yeah. and beautiful now. Mm-hmm. um and looking and looking much better over there so yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah i'm impressed I'm, I'm always very impressed with what you're doing thank you <laughs> yep all right by the way christine I, I don't think we heard from you did you think they had had sex when you first read it okay so for me it wasn't that it was triggering it was more that i was just like oh charles is being like pretty pushy like I didn't like that. For me, like it was more like upsetting that he was being pushy rather than like triggering. Mm-hmm. But like and like I had to do a double take like after like the I was like, oh shit, they really have no, okay, they're still close. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I 
like I see both sides of it like for me when I first read it I was kind of like like not really like <gasps> like offended but just like oh I was kind of uncomfortable with that mm -hmm. I guess yeah. 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 I guess that's why I wish we would have had that other panel so we could have seen Charles's real reaction to mm -hmm. it because yeah. <clears throat> I feel like it was too up for um interpretation I guess was his mind really pushing 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 or was he sexually bantering um and he was just trying to be sexually silly I guess mm -hmm. I can't think of the right word and um Mongi used used a word I can't remember what she said but um sexually playful I can't remember but uh because of the way it was written and because we don't get to see yeah. the full process the full process it does seem pushy it mm -hmm. does seem pushy mm -hmm. um because we know that sam's serious and we haven't quite seen that he doesn't know that so i thought yeah, it was pushy I could, I could see it being either way i could see it being sexually playful um but i actually thought he actually was pushy and i thought that was just his flaw that was something that because he was not able to pay attention to her cues because he was so focused on his his need Mm -hmm. but he's he's been like this before and he's gotten good responses that's why i'm like i can see and i can understand the um uh the the confusion because i mean their first kiss that could be construed as pushy but holy hannah that was amazing for me <laughs> I, I thought that was amazing <laughs> the first but, kiss where he, mm -hmm. he he uh i mean she could have mm -hmm. responded like you know it no. just depends it depends on how you respond um and then when she was telling him when they were walking up the stairs, I understand. I was I was trying to be too close, and I understand. We it's not a relationship, and she just kept talking, and he's trying to interject on how he really feels. And then they walk in. What he did there could be construed as pushy, and it wasn't until things were progressing, and he's are Are you okay with this? And do you want me to stop? And you know, it, you see that he is looking for consent, but I can see how his sexual playfulness. <clears throat> is put seems pushy but because he's gotten such good responses to it um it reminds me of how me and my husband goof off how we make sexual innuendos to each other all day and we enjoy it and so for me that's what i see when i see this but i can definitely see how it seems pushy but it's also not out of his wheelhouse i guess i should say that his behavior is not out of his wheelhouse and it's not abnormal and we've accepted it in other scenarios without really questioning it before so but she was uncomfortable and so we question it this time mm -hmm. but so. i also think that the, the difference is not just i think i agree that behavior can in other situations be just regular playful 100 percent. like he's like that my husband and i also do that it's funny but i think that in this particular situation his feelings of like whatever overwhelming feelings he's dealing with i think they are making him do it from a from a perspective that he's not noticing her cues rather than he's being playful I think you know, that, and I can, I can totally see that because there's something else that happens uh, coming up that in normal everyday life, if it happened, it wouldn't be an issue, but it's the feeling that he goes into it that makes it shady. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the, um, yeah. So we can just, I don't want to go into it, but right. it's literally the exact same thing that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what happens now is, you know, we see the, the phone on the counter and we see them cuddling. They're on the bed. Charles is on the bed, um, holding her. She's holding on to him. It's I do want sweet. to point out one quick thing. 
Mm-hmm. Look how much he's enjoying the cuddling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, he was perfectly fine just cuddling. So I think that was this this cute little smile, and he's holding her shoulder. He's 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 enjoying his quitch. Quitch, quitch. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, Cutch. but he. I so I think with Mongi's clarification, and then seeing his his reaction just just right here in this moment the special moment that he feels like he's having with with uh samara right here um it just reminds me he's okay with this he he would have been okay cuddling he just needed to realize that she didn't want sex right then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very sweet it was very sweet to see you know she's like stirring and nuzzling into his neck and he's stroking her neck it's really sweet but we only get it a sweetness for just a few seconds <laughs> yeah. yeah now her phone vibrates and charles looks at it and his just the expression that he looks at it is like worried already yeah he's got like one of his little worried sweat drops mm-hmm. but it's such an abnormal reaction right like a normal person's like okay your phone's vibrating like and uh he's 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 having triggers with her phone mm-hmm. and then he turns to look at her and she's just sleeping and now he turns again and he's just like semi-glare on like, it's a determined like yeah. i'm gonna figure this out yeah kind of moment yeah mm-hmm. like what's going on why is our phone vibrating it's late who's I mean, it's not that late it? but it's late and i'm with her right now and it's our I moment who's interrupting the yeah. whole argument about like how appropriate is it to text someone at 10 21 oh. i'm laughing because <laughs> like i've been a you don't want somebody to text you at that time put on do not disturb you know yeah no <laughs> my my phone doesn't make any noise. And like, I turn all notifications yeah. off. You can text me whatever time you want. I don't care. I only will see it if I open my phone. Like, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I regularly, I, I don't sleep. Um, um, one of my sisters does not sleep either. So we will regularly have conversation at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and somebody pointed out away. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone pointed out that she and Marshall are gamers and gamers stay up super sleep, late, yeah. super <laughs> late. And in fact, he was keeping her awake, wasn't he? Because he was gaming all night doing his videos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so to me yeah. to me that was kind of like a eh, tomato also, tomato it's whatever like, you feel like i wish my goal in life is like sure i'd love to be sleeping by 10 30 haha hilarious i wish i haven't finished doing anything by 10 30 i don't i like go to bed earlier now than i used to but i was like always sleeping at 4 3 like 10 when i'm i'm always like watching my kids watching my kids watching my kids and finally they go to bed and i'm like i'm free I can do something else. I can do whatever I want. And then all I want to do is sleep. But of course, I stay up till midnight. Just, you know, <laughs> should just go to sleep, but I don't. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, okay, fine. So we, we don't think 1021 is, is late. No. And um, yeah. So if it's at 121 a.m., then maybe I'd understand that. But even then, it's like yeah, somebody can text whenever they want to text. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he picks up her phone, opens it, looks at it, and he sees a message from Marshall Law. I hope you're feeling better tonight, Sam. Just knock if you need to chat again. Right? Very sweet. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And you see the reflection in his in the phone of his green, jealous, sweaty face. Mm. Yep. And he looks at it. I feel he like his, he feel I yeah. I feel like he feels his suspicions are confirmed because he was suspicious about something happening. And now Marshall is saying, I hope you're feeling better, which means Marshall knows something about how she was feeling that Charles doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that would make him, uh, I can see how that would make him upset and how he'd feel like, 
see, I was right to be suspicious. Something happened that I don't know about. And she wasn't honest with me about it. And I, I I'm not saying this is right, but I'm, I'm like, I can see why he's starting this little spiraling moment. Yeah, I think it's, I, I kind of assumed his mind went straight to what is going on with her and Marshall. Like she and Marshall have a relationship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I thought he was like straight into that, like super jealous mode, like assuming the worst, mm-hmm. worst. It's not even worse. Not <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> like, you know, she could be sleeping with Marshall too. Like he never, they're, they're not in a relationship. Like, I do you really think he's actually thinking that far right now? Because he I was looking that. at them in yeah. the hallway mm-hmm. and he had the green jealous eyes. And it was just, it was even that it's like, they're getting close. He's paying attention to her. (laughs) And this is what I used to see my wife doing with my friend and it was okay before, but maybe I shouldn't be okay with this now. And so, and Sam's just so not a very promiscuous person. So for him to think that she's already having sex with somebody else when she just barely figured out that seems a bit far, (laughs) but I, I don't think Charles has, um thought he's not thinking clearly though his feelings at all at this moment he doesn't know why he's jealous exactly he just, yeah. mm-hmm. he just you know he's... he's just reacting in the moment um that that's what his his hormones are doing that's what his brain is doing he doesn't know um why he feels jealous he doesn't know um if marshall is a threat or if if it sounds like he's just kind of gone i don't like you know, the, the, the proximity of, because Marshall is right next door. I don't like something. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure he has even formulated what it is yet. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking earlier. Like he doesn't get it. And so a lot of people were talking about how it's a red flag and I get how jealousy is a red flag, but Sam cannot tell Marshall Charles is super jealous and and Charles is very possessive of me. He can't she can't say that because she hasn't seen that. No, she doesn't. That know is that. not a no. flag that's been waved in her face yet because these are the first times he's ever been feeling it. Yeah. He after after everything went down with his ex-wife, he literally froze himself. Mm-hmm. Like all of his feelings are chained up tight. He froze his heart and he wrapped them around this shield of his wedding ring, not because he was still in love with his wife, but because this is what happens when you trust someone, you know, it's, it's just, he shut himself down as far as he could shut down. And like you were saying, Mindy, he didn't process anything. He completely pushed it away. And then we were really happy when we saw the hearts melting and things it was very fuzzy and warm and then we were hoping that it was a healing process but what we forgot to we forgot Mm -hmm. is that he hasn't healed yet Mm -hmm. so the healing process is just thawing out his pain as well and that's why he's starting to have these nightmares Mm -hmm. that's why he's starting to have those trigger moments it's not because he always had it it's Mm -hmm. new this is all new behavior the jealousy is new the possessiveness is new the trauma uh the shaking is new this is all new because he is thawing out she is Mm -hmm. bringing out all of this now he's still chained up sometimes but we've seen him drop those those Mm -hmm. chains every now and again and and that means more now that we know the chains are connected to his ex-wife. So anytime we see him actually drop those chains, that is actually more important now than it was before because we didn't realize how connected to the ex-wife it really was. So to people who say that it's red flags, yes, jealousy and possessiveness are red flags, but Sam cannot call these red flags yet because she does not see them. 
She has we have to remember that we're looking at it from the exactly. outside. We're looking yeah. into the situation. Um, and it's, if Sam's never had a relationship before, then she doesn't know um, what red flags that she should be looking for. I would hope she would. Anyway, but... she's, she's going to have, you know, some kind of, you know, I'm not saying she's stupid, nothing like that, but she is going to have, um, she's going to be naive about these, these things, mm-hmm. isn't she? She has, I feel like she's a little bit of an empath as well because of, uh, not as much as Vicky, as well, mm-hmm. obviously, but because remember when she was talking about a heaviness mm-hmm. with chains, yeah. Yeah. there's no physical outwardly reason mm-hmm. or conversation or anything that should cause her to feel that, but she can sense it. She can sense that weightiness. And I think that's really great for her to be able to tell but um again the only things that she complained about with marshall are very superficial easy things to fix and yet that's what she's afraid to talk to him about and she hasn't seen these other things that are popping up because he hasn't had a chance to process them because he, he didn't give himself a chance to so to me this moment right here of him looking at the phone it's a lot more mild than it could have been like yeah Mm-hmm. it could be so more explosive. I mean, if this happened, if, if her phone was sitting on the counter and she just, he, it, it, she was in the other room and it buzzed and he picked it up and said, oh, you just got a message from Marshall. Nobody would have thought twice of it. But it's the feeling that we see and the green eyes. It's like, it's the feeling going into it that makes it different. It's like, you are specifically looking for something because you don't trust her about something or but he doesn't even realize he's doing it but that is why it's shady is because of the feelings that are going into the action well i guess here's then, a, good, a good time to ask like i saw a lot of people have different opinions on whether it's acceptable to pick up your he's not even her partner but let's say is it acceptable what do you guys think about picking up you know partner's phone and, and looking at it because i think that i talked to my husband about it specifically actually today before the podcast it was like honey does this bother you and i picked up his phone and looked at it and put it down it's like what he was so confused he didn't even know <laughs> I was. and i was like if you were at your friend, friend's house and your buddy and he picked up your phone and looked at it how would you feel yeah eh. you know he, he he did not care whatsoever now some people are very private people and they don't want anybody touching their phone so i can understand that but to be so adamant about it like crazy adamant about it i kind of wonder why like Somebody said that they don't even look at their husband's phone. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why is it scary? Why, why is that a bad thing? But, but I guess it's just, I don't know. Um, I, th- I, I, I don't know if, I, if there were enough responses for me to gauge, but I feel like it's kind of a 50-50 split among people. But what's, mm-hmm. um, what do you guys, like I said, we have Sabra's opinion. Sadie and Christine, what are your feelings on that? I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, you know, pick up my phone, use my phone, whatever. Because he didn't unlock it. He just. No. And, it. you know, um, I know a couple of people that are really funny about what gets looked at, not on their personal phones, but on their work phones. Oh, definitely work the, phones. Just because of the line of work that they're in, you know. Um, and they have their phone set that so if someone did pick it up and just look at it, it will say one new message, but it won't tell you who the message is from and it doesn't tell you what the message is. Um, and so I think you know, if there was going to be 
if Sam was going to have a real serious problem with people looking at our phone, um, then perhaps she would have it set up like that. Yeah, it's funny because when I, when I saw this, I was like, my phone has like all notifications off. I hate notifications, despise them. So it never makes a sound. Nothing ever pops up on the screen. It's like you don't, you have to actually open the app to see anything. So like this, this screen of like the Marshall's message, it would never happen on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not because I'm private. I just don't like things popping up. I'm like, it's distracting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, totally un- inconsequential information. Christine? Um, I'm kind of that. I'm so the way me and my fiance text, we were very cutesy when we text each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want other people, like, you know, unlocking my phone and seeing like the notification. Being like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's cringy. Like, I don't, I, you know, that's between me and him. Like, I don't need other people seeing it. So, like, I do have that setting, like um, Sadie said, where, like, if I get, like, a text, it just says one new message. Mm. Yeah. I, I actually did talk to my husband about it. I'm like, if you were a lawyer and you had clients that I couldn't know anything about, it'd be totally different. I wouldn't be looking at your phone because you've got possible confidential information. But we do not have that type of of positions and jobs and we don't have that kind of fear my husband I could unlock my phone my husband could look at everything under the sun he was teasing me he's like just don't look at my Amazon account I'm like honey we share the same Amazon cart (laughs) I can literally look at your browser on my phone (laughs) so it's it I think you're right I think it's really person to person I'm sure there's definitely plenty of people out there where that's a big deal and granted I don't I wouldn't go up in like a grocery store and pick up somebody's phone off of their, the counter and look at it. That's totally invasive. But if somebody was just visiting my house and I got a message and it vibrated and they picked it up and looked at it, I wouldn't care. But the reason it's shady it's is because of it. We know, we know right. how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get from it that Samara knows something's up because of the way she responds. Mm-hmm. I don't right. think she's the kind of person who would care. Maybe she is, but I don't think... I, I really honestly think it's kind of maybe her empath self coming in. It's like, what are mm. you doing with my phone? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, that's the thing. Like I normally, if my husband picked up my phone and looked at it, I was like, I could also couldn't care. But if he was looking at it and be like, I want to see if you're texting any guys, I would be like, excuse me, mm-hmm. give my phone back. Right. Cause it, it's the intention. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. looking at the phone and now we hear Charles jumps oh my god his face there is man i feel like this is like a a come to jesus moment it's like (laughs) here he's like really realizing i kind of screwed up here yeah (laughs) what am i feeling like you were you were talking about that he doesn't see what he's doing yet he Mm -hmm. doesn't recognize the jealousy yet for what it is Mm -hmm. he knows he feels crappy about whatever's happening but he doesn't understand it yet. Now he's he's starting to get called out on it, and that's mm-hmm. the whole fear in this case. Of it. <laughs> yep. So have we talked about trigger stacking before? Oh, can we just do the last two panels and then we'll do it? Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So she is like, she is up and she's looking at him with like concern. She's like, what? What are you doing with my phone? And he is completely shocked. He is, whoa. He's like aghast. His eyes have gone colorless. He's like, Samara, I, I, he panics and the end. <laughs> and we only have one more episode after this. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Juicy, juicy. All right. So what, what were you <laughs> saying? It was trigger or something. Uh, trigger stacking is trigger stacking. Um, trigger stacking so um it's it's all to do with uh, like trauma response and and things like that but effectively what happens is you know if, you, if you're having a bad day and you stub your toe on something and that is so small and insignificant compared but, to everything else that has happened but you explode at that one thing <laughs> yeah that's you reaching your threshold with your with your trigger stacking mm. so um through those last few panels throughout this episode um i can just see you know these triggers they're just it's just building up and it's building up and now right at the very end i feel like we've hit charles's threshold and what happens next could potentially be quite explosive because it might be a very very small thing but because he he can't look at his own behavior from the outside he hasn't realized yet um the dangerous position that he's in and that he's potentially putting sam in so it, like emotionally not necessarily physically but you know what i mean oh yeah um, right now this is know, mostly just emotional yeah and and you know all of these little nibbly bits they might seem insignificant one at a time um and i'm sure Sam would have at some point you know been picking up on this and like you say you know she's she's recognized um that he's picked up the phone and he's glared at it and she's immediately gone ha that's you know that is an abnormal thing and I'm just hoping that there's a conversation but it's gotta be I feel like it's gonna be dramatic somehow yeah what's but what big moment can we see that's at work and that's what made me think maybe we're going to get a moment with Mr. Lawson because Mr. Lawson technically works with Mr. Young. He's their lawyer. We have never seen them together, but it has been mentioned at the hospital that Mr. Lawson is Mr. Young's lawyer. So I'm kind of wondering if he's going to pop up there or I don't know. Or maybe we'll see Charles with Mr. Lawson and we'll be like, <gasps> Charles, what crazy thing are you doing? And with Mr. Lawson, what shady act are you involved in? Or I don't know. But maybe we'll go to the workplace and then we'll do one of her backtracks. So they'll think back to what happened. Yeah, that's room. what I, I was kind of thinking where you're going there. So, you know, that perhaps... Sam comes in and she's looking, you know, super sad or or whatever. Um, and then we kind of go back into whatever it is that, whatever the threshold event is. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Because like I said uh, before, this moment of him looking at the phone, it is so much smaller than what it could be. If this is, if this is the moment where something happens, where she finds out about the jealousy and the possessive where it, it just shines through. This is a very small trigger for it. And so I'm kind of wondering which way it could go. It could go crazy or it could go very small and benign. I would think for a story drama, it should go crazy because, you know, it's more fun. But, but it could also go deflecting. Like maybe he, he starts deflecting or something like that. I mean, hit the look on his face. I don't think it'd be a very successful deflection, but uh, obvious, right? he, he's not playing it cool at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you got a message. 
for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It woke me up from a nightmare. <laughs> the look on my face. <laughs> That's why I'm panicking because I needed lights. I know. I don't know. So, I mean, it could be one of those moments where we think it's going to be the trigger moment, but we have a whole episode, so it could really Uh-oh. be a small moment, or it could be a big moment, and it could change to a different scene. So, yeah, I, I mean, we, we might not see any resolution from from the phone thing until the next season. It might um, be... Mm-hmm. I know, that would be really mean, but I, I keep telling you... I, I have, mean... that, right, have that feeling, too. <laughs> It's interesting because my assumption was like we're gonna get a resolution next next episode and like we're gonna know like Charles is gonna run away and like whatever we're gonna know what happens mm-hmm. to Charles and Sam. But remember last time Monkey left us on a cliffhanger? Did they or didn't they have sex or are they going to have sex or not? So maybe it's another cliffhanger. <laughs> or like Midnight Poppyland, you know. Think about the the end of the first season and the start of the second season, which is like two completely different comics, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And you know uh, that. I always find things like that a really interesting storytelling device. Yeah. Uh, you know. She's going to leave I, us hanging. I don't think we're going to see um, much oh. resolution. If oh. it, You know, perhaps we'll see a small interaction at work. So presumably yeah. Charles and Sam will be there. Yeah. But yeah. So I yeah. feel like. Mongi likes to leave us with more questions than answers at the end of the season. So I think you're right. I don't think we're going to get very many resolutions. I think mm. we're going to be getting a lot more questions. Like, I feel like um, we're going to see a lot more trauma from Charles before we see any healing. And that's yeah. because, because literally the phone picking up thing and what we've seen from Charles, I feel like storytelling wise is too small. I feel like we need to see more pain from him before we can get the healing process going mm-hmm. um but i'm also glad that she hasn't she hasn't turned him into a villain which a lot of people were um jumping off of the charm train and onto the smash train because they were convinced that he was a turd bucket and oh so this is this gets whatever, some but... because um a, a lot of people were saying you know a person with such qualities i don't want to be with now I thought about like this kind of thing a lot, right? Because, and we, we talked about this before, but we're, we're all human, right? And we all have our flaws. And with our partners, sometimes we're like, you know, every person has to make a decision. Do, do I want to live, accept this package of benefits and detriments? Is this acceptable to me? Is this something I can live with? And, you know, I think about it because sometimes like, let's say if we have um, people who are close to us, right? Whether it's friends or family, and let's say their partner ends up not wanting to be with them, right? So you love that person and you're like, you have compassion. You're like, I understand this person's flaws. I understand this person's working on them, blah, blah, blah. But you can understand their partner's decision to be like, I cannot tolerate this. I can't accept it. I'm not their their sister. I'm not their son. Their son. I'm not their mother. I'm not their best friend. You know, this is not, I don't want to put up with it. So it's, it's an interesting because we see Charles, right? We see his insides. We see his fears. We see his traumas. We have sympathy for him and we want to stick it out. Like we, like we want him to see, to see him improve, work through his trauma, however long it takes, blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, is a, is a better person to be in a relationship with. But the question is, does Sam have to be, to have to put up with him while he's going through this healing process? Like it's not, does she have that obligation? Maybe she's like, no, I can't be with someone who acts like this right now doesn't mean that Charles is a bad person and we write him off. 
It could just be that at this moment in time, with this set of behaviors, I don't want to be with him. And I will wait, or we will wait as characters, as readers, to see him heal. And then, you know, he can be in a relationship. It's like with um, Monica and Marshall. Like, Monica's like, I don't like how you're acting right now. Maybe we should, like, separate, work on ourselves, and then see if we can come back together. But it doesn't look like they did. Mm -hmm. Sadly. I know. I haven't seen them together for a while. It could, you could look at it from the other side as well. You know, Charles could always make the decision that I'm not in a healthy enough place to be in a relationship. And he I wants to, to be, otherwise he wouldn't feel the jealousy. He wants, to, he, he's to a point where his subconscious is wanting him to be able yeah. to move on and be in a relationship. But because he hasn't processed all of this, he's not ready. Yeah. So, so perhaps he, he, you know, perhaps he'll decide that he needs to go and work on himself and work through his trauma and it will be his decision rather than mm-hmm. well and that's kind of like ruminate he leaves yeah. and she pines yeah. for him she misses him and she wants him and maybe that's kind of what happens maybe he does leave maybe we have a friendship scenario with marshall and then maybe charles decides to come back who knows we don't know but like you what you were saying mindy is somebody might have a moment and have something traumatic happen to them and so they've got trauma and that person is still a viable person to be with but the caveat is the person that you're with has to be able to understand that trauma and it can't be triggering for them so for example charles has a tendency for jealousy and possessiveness because of his previous relationship he cannot be with somebody who is triggered by those kind of moments even if it's all out in the open even if I'm sorry I'm feeling jealous right now I know I don't need to be afraid of this but this is my trigger right now even if it's all out in the open he cannot be with somebody who is triggered by those kinds of emotions so you have to find somebody who's compatible with your trauma Um, and you also have I mean personal preference and and things that um, like I, I was dating somebody who who felt like they wanted to be in a relationship with a woman but he had same-sex attraction to somebody to you know and so for me I couldn't be in a relationship like that because I'm like I I need to feel needed I need to feel wanted I need to feel desired that's something that I need and I know some he, he got married to a woman that was that was his choice and I'm certain that he was very open with me about it so I'm hoping that he was open with his wife about it and that was something that she could understand and work with or whatever but you need to have that kind of give and take and so I know a lot of people are like I cannot do anything I can't have anything to do with what Charles is exhibiting and I can understand that I can understand that there's a lot of people that would not have any desire to be around somebody who's jealous all the time but my point was that Sam hasn't actually seen that yet that side of him yet it hasn't she hasn't actually seen it yet. So for a lot of people who were calling it a red flag, I was like, we kind of, I feel, I felt like it was a very minority reportish. Like you can't really tell me that it's a red flag when she hasn't seen it yet. You know, red flag for us. I mean, we yeah, see it like for, yeah, yeah, it's a red flag for us. I mean, obviously we're seeing his trauma show up and we want him to get it fixed. We want him to have therapy and we want him to be able to do all of those things. But um, the way they were saying it, it's a red flag and she should leave the relationship. I'm like, she hasn't seen it yet. She needs to see the red flags first. So that was that was kind of my spiraling moment with the red flags. And just we've got to wait until 
Sam sees those red flags mm. for it to come up in the storyline. Mm -hmm. So, but I think also the fact that it brings up so many so strong emotions for people, I think it's a sign of successful, very successful storytelling. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely, like, it just brings up to me like the deepest issues about how my me and my husband's relationship has been, and just noticing, you know, various relationships of other people that are very close to me. And it's hit so close to home and it's, it's very poignant. I think it's, it's so deep and uh, so many, what, so many stories in general, like very superficial. They like each other. They fall in love. It's like, great. And this is well, so very real. Human life is so messy. We are mm -hmm. so messy. And like the more, you know, deeper you go into like our kishkas, like our livers, like the more messy you get, like we're very flawed creatures. And I think for us, for people to expect to be like, oh, like I'm going to marry a perfect person and we're all going to live happily ever after is so wrong. I mean, like I have discovered that the most I've discovered about myself has been through like my, me and Yol's biggest arguments. And it's like, sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see. And I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I'm acting this way. And, you know, you kind of have to go to the, the, the relationship with the person close to you brings out the best and the worst in you. And that's just human life. And we yep. have to uh, grow and learn and just try to keep going up mm -hmm. yeah completely agree i think mongi i i think a lot of people were having issues with this episode because it did make them feel so much and it did feel so real and i think a lot of some people took it out on mongi and i think that's very very sad um and i hope everybody will take a moment and realize how well she's she's doing and mm -hmm. um how deep these characters are one of the reasons why i'm so into this is because these characters are so deep because they have such a, 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 a diverse i mean everyone's different everybody has their own different flaws and trauma and it's it's intense and it's amazing and it, it makes you feel so much and i really appreciate that about what she does and i hope um she doesn't uh, listen to the haters at all and, and just understands how there's so many of us that do understand how well she's doing and how real she's making this world for us. And I, and I appreciate that of her. Right. I, I don't, I don't view people who are very concerned by Charles' behavior. I don't view them as hating the story. I think that they're just reacting very strongly to what's going on. I'm only commenting there's somebody, somebody was posting on Facebook that there was hate towards monkey right. specifically. And, um, uh, I was trying to, I posted something along the lines that I think some people who feel like Mongi was changing Charles into a villain, mm -hmm. I don't think they were really understanding why we are seeing these traits arrive in Charles. They are new traits. That's why people were, were, were kind of up in arms. It's like, this isn't Charles. You're right. This isn't Charles. Okay, yeah. This is not Charles. This is new. And this, we didn't see this before because it was all frozen and hardened. He, mm -hmm. he couldn't process this. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, she's not getting it wrong, guys. She's not getting it wrong. This is why it's coming to play. And we got to see the icky stuff mm -hmm. before we can see the good stuff. I love what you said about yeah. how when he froze himself, he froze the negative feelings too. And when he's mm -hmm. thawing, they're coming out. And I think that is so true. Like in order for you to, to heal your pain, you have to dive into the pain. You have to face it. You have to swim with it and like and it takes it looks so bad when you what an it. amazing roller coaster ride it's been because do you remember i mean for those charles charmers fans do you remember the goosebumps that you would feel when when they 
got the first kiss or the blushes that he kept on having whenever she would say something sweet to him. And we see the the heart starting to thaw and it was like, oh, it's so fuzzy and cute. <laughs> and now we're like, oh, Mongi, you're going to do it the real way. You're going to bring up what really happens when things like this come up to play. That's not fair. That's not nice. Stop it. You're, you're making me panic. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. When he's finally bringing breaking down those barriers now he's got to process all of the crap that he suppressed and we got to see that first and i really don't think mongi is going to push charles aside and be like sayonara she spent way too much time on him i really believe we are going to see his full process we need to see that moment where the wife or the control breaks free of the ex-wife's puppet puppet hands and when we need to see that moment where um, we see all of those em emoticons being free from their chains. If we do not see that moment, I'm going to be so, it's going to feel so unresolved for me. Yeah. And um, it, those were such powerful moments. Every time we see Charles's emoticons, especially Charles's emoticons, they are such big moments. And if we don't get to see the resolution, that's going to feel very incomplete to me. But I don't think she's going to do that right. to us. I really yeah. don't. I agree. I think Charles is going to have a healing path and it's going to take a while. It's not going to be like one episode to the next. Give no. it time. It and she, he might not end up with Samara. We want it. I mean, believe me, I want it. But <laughs> we believe uh, it, <laughs> Really? <laughs> I thought I was being subtle. No. <laughs> I'm, not subtle I'm not a subtle say, bro, individual. No. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> to everybody who's made it to this far into the podcast, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. It's just we're we're gonna we're gonna get to see some resolution with Charles. It might not end up with Sam. I kind of hope we get to see the process of him learning to love again. That's why mm -hmm. I wanted to be with Sam because I don't see us getting that process with it's anybody else. else with mm -hmm. him, right? Mm -hmm. I can see maybe her doing like a flash forward right. and he has a family, right. but with Charles, I really want to see that process. Mm -hmm. And that's why I hope it's with Sam. It's not necessarily Sam and Charles have to be together. It's because I want to see that process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Sam can be Sam is written in a way that she could literally be with anybody yeah don't you think don't you think she could be with Charles she could be with Marshall she could be with Monica I mean she could be happy with all these people because I feel like when she puts herself into a situation she just does it with all her heart and if mm -hmm. that person is compatible with her then it would work Charles cannot be with just anybody Marshall, I don't think could be just with just anybody, but Sam, I feel like she's such a loving, caring individual that I feel like she could just, could just embrace any relationship that she found herself in. If, if it was a positive relationship, obviously, but that's just my personal opinion. I'm still sitting over here waiting for all the myth uh, all the mythology to start to unfold. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. the Dionysus. Uh, you want to talk I, about it? Yeah. Ariadne. Ariadne, oh that poor girl. Um, it's gonna it, it, if Mongi goes down the mythological route, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad. We're gonna be mad. We're gonna hate man. So describe it, please. I mean, I th we, we <laughs> talked about it on the podcast before, but please tell us. So, um, Ariadne, it, it's all to do with the the Minotaur and the labyrinth and and stuff like that. Um, Ariadne is the daughter of. Uh, very overprotective. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, he's the, uh, the, the she's the daughter of King King Minos, um, of Crete, and his 
ex-wife cheats on him with a, a beautiful bull and that's how the minotaur um comes around who then gets locked away in the labyrinth ariadne gives um is it theseus whoever the hero is like i always get theseus. the heroes but it is theseus is yeah it? yeah she gives him um a ball of golden string to help him get through the labyrinth so he can find his way back out again um and she falls super you could kind hard. of liken that to the golden string that we see remember how charles's chains turned into mm-hmm. that gold i thought that's what that was um which started filling me with horror and dread because i know mm-hmm. what comes next <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh ariadne falls in love with theseus and he goes and he kills the minotaur and he's yeah and and then he leaves her behind on an island because he gets a better offer <laughs> he literally just he's like see ya um and, and that could well, be he is getting an offer we know <laughs> Well, and, yeah. and there's a lot of theories that Charles will run away, and that's a very, yeah. I mean, that's what he's he chose to do and ruminate. I thought there was a Dionysus in the story, or he's not in the story. He he's comes into play after after she gets left on the island. So yeah, what happens yeah. then? Right, I know we talked about it. I forgot because <laughs> now that we know Diane is Marshall, I want to hear about it from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not all, um, it's not all all bad, um. But effectively, I think from the, from the way that I'm looking at it, I'm seeing Charles as Theseus. He's going to leave, and then and then Dionysus, Dion, he's going to come and 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 rescue Ariadne from the island. I hope. So is that what happens? He rescues her. Do they like end up together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is and that that's quite a nice bit of the story as well because it's all it's all kind of like oh, but. Although I'm a god and I'm not supposed to be, you know, hanging out with the, the mortals and a bit of that as well. Actually, there is a really good, I will look up who wrote it, there is a really good um, novelization of it that I read. Oh, I'd like to read it. Um, I, it just makes me think of one thing because uh, Monkey has always said that um, Sam is the hero of her own story. So mm-hmm. I don't really feel yeah. like if that's the path she takes, I don't feel like we're going to get a story where Marshall ends up being her hero. Yeah. But then again, you do get his version of Ruminate, where he seems to be more of a healing process for her. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, well, Charles is more of a healer because he literally brings her to life. But <laughs> but Marshall, her, her experience with Marshall is her spirit is um, brought back mm. into it's a it's released that's what it is because he sees the ghost he sees the ghost and he takes care of her remains and buries her remains and and then um she's able to kind of float away but she kisses him before she does and then she's kind of released yeah and i i've always thought that the ending well a lot of well a possible ending is that she ends up with no one right the message is like she's a strong independent woman who don't need she's a strong person (laughs) on her own it's like all right right, fine or like (laughs) can you tell that that's not what i'm looking for (laughs) yes and my my speculation has always been to choose your own ending story right because she said it's not gonna be anything you know you've ever seen before and i i like choosing your ending that's my my long-standing theory so you know this way everyone's happy right i think mm-hmm. so <laughs> speak for yourself 
Yeah, no, you can choose your own ending. Literally, you can choose Charles or Marshall, or maybe you know, third she did say that no she's going to do a flash forward, though. Yeah, a flash I know it's going to be a flash forward options. with Angela and Link. There we go. <laughs> no, it could be a flash forward of like 10 years from now she's with Charles, 10 years from now she's with Marshall, 10 years from now she's with no one, or 10 years from now she's with random Joe Schmo off the street. Like, I don't know. You know? Multiverse <laughs> style. The multiverse. <laughs> there you go. What? Exactly. <laughs> um, that book is just called Ariadne. You know what? And it's it's going to be all Saint. Vicky. Ariadne, Jennifer, who? Uh, Jennifer Saint. Cool. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like I've read one of our novels. Not the one about Theseus and Dionysus, but I feel like I feel like I've read one of hers. I've hmm. read one about Hades and Persephone. I'll have to look and see who the author so, sounds very familiar. I read a lot. <laughs> um and I especially I love mythology, so I read yeah. a lot of mythological books. But I've been I, having I, a lot of fun with the Hades yeah. and Persephone uh stories lately. Mm-hmm. There are some fantastic Hades and Persephone stories out there. They are just brilliant. Yes. Yeah, I've been having fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've been been at this for a while. Do we have any (laughs) any closing thoughts on this episode? One more episode. How long do you think the sabbatical will be? Three months? months? If she even was taking a break or she was continuing. I I I have no idea. Usually there's a break afterwards. Um, She hasn't mentioned how long it is. I seem to remember that she was going to continue right away. Oh, no, no, no. Am I mixing up Laurel Olympus? I'm mixing up Laurel Olympus. Laurel Olympus. Laurel Olympus. Never mind. So it's Laurel Olympus. Okay. Yeah, so I guess we'll have a break. I think it's a bit, a lot, a lot of, a lot of the original creators take a year or so, don't they? Hopefully it won't. The last time she took a year yeah. off is because there was trouble going on with contracts. contracts and stuff. So I do not, it was only supposed to be a couple months and then it got stretched out and then COVID happened. Everything was crazy. All hell broke loose. Yeah, I'm assuming a couple Trick of seconds. <laughs> I'm excited. It's already Thursday. That means it's almost Monday. I know. Like, definitely long. I don't know. Is it excitement or panic? <laughs> yes. So, They're the same thing. They are all, it is. It's all the same brain chemicals. It really is. You're animal behavioralist. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> this was fun. I really hope we did justice. I know that it's a sensitive a lot of sensitive issues for people and I hope I hope we addressed it from like every possible angle and tried to be as comprehensive and understanding and sensitive as possible. So I hope I hope everyone listening that we accomplished that and if not our apologies. Only love. Only love. Yes. Especially for monkey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I I really appreciate y'all coming on and being so insightful. I, I love it and I'm so appreciative that, that everyone yeah. shares their wonderful insights. Because yeah, the whole is always greater than the sum of the parts. Well, thank you for having us, as always. Super fun. And we will see what happens next week. Oh, God. I like that. I like to make a clip out of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Good night. Good night. Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libras, Lily, Jenny, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Sasha Tuggles, and Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Emilta, Esther, I'm watching you people, Emily, Jean, Jen, Erin, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo. Your support is truly appreciated.